get another beer? Uh, <laughs> was that Simpsons? Yeah, I was, yeah I, that's was doing, what... I was doing Barney. I was doing Barney. There it is, yeah, okay. Homie! <laughs> I can do Marge, but I can only say homie, and then my voice is shot. You do Marge the same way you do a toad voice, like, Hello, Mario! <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, good morning, John. Guten Morgen. Good morning. Uh, we're back, and... Man, I'm gonna. I'm trying to get my. Uh, this week I have Celsius. Been drinking these Celsiuses lately. Oh yeah, they're nice. They're yeah. Very very they're nice. Very good. Good, good uh, real energy, but without the shit like Red Bull. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. It's nice pure energy. Pure. Pure. Um. Well, man. Happy Monday, and I missed you. How was your week? It was pretty good. It's pretty good week. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. Um. Like I know you've got a lot of bitching to do, so I'll just I'll just quick recap. Uh, kind of funny. I I was like last week. I'm like, fucking morning people. They got to be stopped. And then I woke up at like six thirty every morning and like had productive mornings. Yeah. But it's like you know what was nice was uh on the weekends where I didn't have to work was like waking up at like seven ish. Like waking up at seven and being able to do what I wanted mm-hmm. because it's like. Being a morning person, doing stuff in the morning is rad. What's not rad is being forced to do stuff in the morning. Yeah, that's the, that was the whole thing with me and my last jobs, like having to get up at six and then get in a van by seven and hit the road. And it's like, well, this fucking sucks. I'm <laughs> driving for fucking hours and doing shit that I don't want to do for all this time in the morning. But I can get up now at 6.30 and get my cup of coffee and sit at the desk, start working on, you know, catching up on the emails or, you know, doing the little things. Like, that's what I did this morning. I got up early and finished editing the podcast for uh, Strange Films Podcast and got that scheduled and all that, that all that stuff. So, you know, you like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like having your morning you can control and do the things you want to do at your pace is the best way. So it's, that's the way. That's yeah. the way you do it. This is the way. So we morning people, we don't hate you. We just wish you had less power. Yeah, we got we. <laughs> Had a few people on Facebook be like, "I'm a morning person." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." We're, I mean, we're all trying to be morning people, you know. But it's like, so the, why do y'all get to make the rules? Is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Corporate America tries to make the rules here, and we're saying no, no more. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Why don't we? Uh, you want to start off, man? I've got a pretty low key one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know. It would be nice if, when you meet new people, you stopped asking what they did for work, and you, you asked them like literally anything else. That's pretty good. You know, I was I talked about my retreat last week, and uh, you know, everyone on that retreat asked me what I did, and it's like, you know, it's like I can always answer, I can always answer differently, but I think it just kind of sucks how our default get to know you icebreaker question is what you do for work when like, I'm I'm gonna say this, I think like seventy five percent of people hate what they do for work. And then maybe 24% tolerate it, and then 1% actually like it. Right. And it's like, for the 75% that hate it, it's like, yeah, this is that's this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do to survive. You know, it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. It, and it gets annoying with me just being like, yeah, marketing. You know, mm-hmm. because it's like, there's other things I do that aren't for work that are more interesting, like this, and filmmaking, <laughs> and Phantom Fury, and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we should be asking people, What's your favorite animal? Hmm. What is your favorite animal? Well, that's always a hard question. But I think it's a monkey. 
Monkeys are pretty cool. I love monkeys, monkeys man. Monkeys are neat. neat. Primates in general, neat. I always, I like watching videos of like orangutans and chimps and being like, damn, they're like us. Yeah. They're they're cool. They say we evolved from something like that. Yeah, with a <laughs> common ancestor. Yeah. Common ancestor yeah. is the deal there. Uh, but you know, it, it, but what you're saying with uh, people asking, you know, about your job, what do you do for work? There's almost kind of like a slight like judgment right there too uh, because you know you're there you're like oh if i say retail are they gonna what are they gonna think of me if i say accounting are they gonna be like oh, yeah okay, if i say i'm a bartender uh you know like if you're, you're working food it's service, like you're working... sometimes it's like this thing of like okay tell me what you do for work so i know how much respect to give you yeah exactly it's like if i was if i was to meet some like you know nice looking group of people and they're like oh what do you do for work and i was like well i'm a custodian i'm <laughs> like oh okay well you can't pick I mean, our clan here. Yeah, and it's like, what are you going to fucking do without custodians? You yeah, know? yeah. Just walk around with shit all over the floor. Right. Well, I I mean, I admit I'm kind of the same, because like, I'll, I'll meet people, and they'll talk about working in like finance or investing, and I'm kind of like... Mm. I think it also mm. depends on the the presence of them, too. If they if they have like a kind of chip on their shoulder, like they think they're better than everyone kind of look and attitude with their voice, and then they ask that kind of question, then it's kind of like... Or if you ask, or you know, or you realize, like, oh, this is just some big, big time banker, business guy, or something. Because the, like there's that, the people you, know? you meet that they say what they do for work, and then they go on and on and on and on right. about it, and you like have to sit with all the jargon. And I'm specifically talking about people who work in like business and finance, and you know, the fields that I'm just like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, about that stuff goes over my then head. Then there's the people like you meet them, and they might be like, yeah, I'm, I'm an admin assistant for this company, and then they kind of go off on a tangent about their hobbies and their interest in the projects they work on. It's like, okay, this is a person like us who's, you know, they, they gotta, they gotta do something that sucks to get through it, but they're, they're definitely more complete with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's so many other interesting things about a person. I feel like favorite animals, one of those things are like, how often do you get to talk about your favorite yeah, animal? Of course. Like not that often. Um, I was talking about this with my friend Rebecca recently and we decided that's something we have to do. Also, ask them what their Taco Bell order is. Uh, that's a good question. And like, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are some non-trustworthy people who are not into Taco Bell and, you know. trustworthy people. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. <laughs> I trust the mystery meat at Taco Bell. And I think if someone trusts the mystery meat at Taco Bell, it makes them a trustworthy person. True that. You know, they they know what they're putting into their body. They know what's coming out of it. You know, I think they seem like a well-adjusted person. Mm. But like, if they don't like Taco Bell, you can just ask, well, what like what's your fast food of choice and what's your go-to order? Because I feel like that kind of says a lot about people, too. Yeah. There's a lot you can learn about people instead of what they do for work. Yeah, we should ask more personal questions or like fun questions. Yeah, you know. What's your favorite color? Where would you like to go in, you know, like, where would you, a place you would like to visit? Stuff like that. Like, yeah. What is your favorite animal, by the way? Sloth. Ah. Yeah. Sloths. Sloth. You know, it's like you look at them and it just, sloths <laughs> look like they are perpetually, like, just had, just smoked a joint and had pizza. <laughs> they just always look like they're just having yeah. a good time. You saying sloth is your favorite animal just somehow makes sense, though. It's like. Is it because I literally have a picture oh, of a sloth, sloth wearing a crown over yeah, there? Sloth king over there. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. The sloth king. All right. I'm also a fan of bears. Bears uh, are cool. Bears simply because I'm like they're just big dumb dogs. They're just big dumb dogs. Well, big dumb dogs. I like polar bears. Polar bears are cool. Apparently yeah. very vicious. Lucas and I saw a bunch of bears this weekend. Oh really? Yeah, we saw like ten bears at wow. Cades Cove. But like Cades Cove is like. 
Look at that black speck in the distance. Yep, it's a bear. Yep. Mm. Everyone is stopping their car in the middle of the road to get out binoculars and look at this bear. Oh, yeah. We did see a mama bear and her cub, like, not far from us, but we were on, like, the Foothills Parkway. Mm. Yeah. At least it wasn't a cocaine bear. And, yeah, based you know. on a true story, except in that story, the bear just did all the cocaine and then died of a heart attack because that's what happens when bears do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah, R.I.P. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you, you went on another, uh, nature, yeah, uh, uh, hike, huh? Lucas and I went to the, we went to the Smokies. You're a certified nature boy now. I guess so, I guess so, and, uh, he did some herping, you know, he's just <laughs> flipping every, it, it is, it is a funny sounding term, if <laughs> you're out of weird, context. What a, t- what a term, yeah, Well, it's herping. because, because reptiles, it's, the study of reptiles is like herpetology, uh, so. okay, okay, Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's just going there flipping every log and stone and whatnot, found some salamanders, had a lizard crawl on me for a little bit. He grabbed a black racer that bit him a few times. And it's just kind of funny seeing someone hold a snake, get bit by it, and then just going, ow, bitch. And that's the only response. <laughs> you know? Hell? It's like, it's this thing of like, I know he deals with it a lot of like, you tell people, hey, I'm into snakes. And I like catch them and I grab them and whatnot. They're just, they freak out because most people are scared. At, at minimum, frightened by snakes. And at most, like scared shitless by snakes. So it's kind of interesting but i got to hold a little baby snake a little little noodle yeah it was nice. yeah yeah that's what he did over uh at my house for augie's birthday he came over he started flipping rock him and jordan both it was so funny they just start flipping rocks everywhere and they found like three snakes and yeah i was just like what the hell it's <laughs> crazy but uh yeah dude i see on his instagram stories and facebook stories all the time where just found this snake found that snake yeah and i'm like my God, dude! Because you know I, I am one of those people. Where I'm like, I'm scared of snakes. I don't, I do not care for them. Like, I, mean, I, I, my thing is, I'm trying to like adjust because I, I know Lucas knows what he's doing. So when he grabs a snake and he's like, "This is non venomous," I'm like, "Okay, it's fine then. It's fine. It's just, it's just an animal that's honestly pissed off because you just kind of right. yanked it out of its house." <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I, I lost, I lost the track. Uh, it was, it was a fun time. Well, you know, other than just this. Also, do you know that snakes stink? Like, snakes stink to shit. They have, like, a musk, and it smells really kind of weird. It's Does almost it smell like shit? It's got, like, a weird sweetness to it. You know, it's like, hmm. you know, you, you know those, uh, you know when you're around someone and they and they let they let one out, and it's just like, it stinks, but it's got this weird kind of sweetness to it, and it's like, ugh, <laughs> It's kind of yeah. like that and whatnot. So it's, it's one of those things I think I knew before, but I forgot, and then I'm like, yep, that these snakes certainly have a smell, mm. but it was it was a really fun time. Uh, you know, just a lot of looking at the good sights and just. Oh, I saw that. I remember you, you got you posted a photo. Yeah, I like that photo. It was Me, cool. Lo- lo- looking out over the edge. And oh, it's yeah. just it's one of those things. I was just like, I have lived next to this national park for like five years, and I've barely gone. So uh, I'm the same way, man. I'm, I really never. Well, because now that. you need to get you need to buy a a parking pass to like go uh-huh. there now and whatnot. So I need to get that and like. Today after this, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go get some better hiking shoes and like a hiking stick and stuff, and just try to try to like get out there. If not the Smokies, then just you know either like Seven Islands or Iams or House Mountain or something. Just get out once a week, and and then the next day I went to Seven Islands with my friend Rebecca, and uh, it was good. We both mostly sat by the water and talked about life because that's that's our friendship as we bitch about life to each other. That's most friendships, isn't it? Oh yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> We're sitting there and we're like looking out on the water, and there's these two guys that are like blasting bro country, clearly drinking some cheap beer, 
and they're just in their boat and they're just hooting and hollering having a fun time and they scare this flock of geese and the geese go flying right towards this woman in a kayak by herself and she screams they're coming right at me (laughs) 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 we just keel over laughing this is the the funniest shit oh man that's like from a movie (laughs) oh man it was so funny it's like if we had been recording that that would have like gone viral it was so like none of them ended up hitting her but it was just like they're coming right at me that's funny that's great you know that kind of as far as like the the two boys uh drinking some beer and listening to music fishing i'm like you know I've never been a fishing guy, but that sounds really fun. That sounds like that sounds like a blast. Just like me and you know, whether it's us or me and a bro or just something, just like just chilling in nature. I mean, I think that's like ninety percent of the reason people go fishing is so they can be alone with a bro and just have a bunch of beer. I do want to try to get into fishing, but me being a guy who's into cooking, I really like the idea of catching a fish, preparing it, and cooking it. Mm. The issue is, around here, I don't know where you can catch a fish that isn't fucking loaded up with chemicals and mercury. True that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Dude, speaking of fucking mercury, I, uh... Uh-oh. <laughs> I, uh, fucking... We went to uh, dinner with uh, my mom and grandfather and Joe and uh, Ella. It just... Tyler, we just celebrated two birthdays and Joe? Mother's Day. Uh, mom's. Oh, mom's, I thought you uh, meant. Jo- I thought you meant. Oh, Joe Castle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, that's a really weird. Interesting- I was like, yo, Joe, you want to come out to <laughs> Morristown with my family? It's just like, I mean, I get um, him tagging along for some things, but yeah. that sounds like a family event. That's funny. Uh, no, um, Mom's Joe. And uh, anyways, we we were celebrating some birthdays, Mother's Day, all that stuff, and we had a dinner out there in Morristown, and I ordered. It's fu- it's so funny when me and Tyler are hanging out together and we're like the first thing the guy comes over he's like what do we guys want to drink we're like drink menu please <laughs> it's like so me and him scout some drinks and we get our drinks and he's like dude that salmon looks really good and I was like he's like but this uh, what was a Hawaiian Hawaiian ribeye sounds really good too oh, man. and he goes you get the salmon I'll get the ribeye and we can uh, split it and I was like okay sounds good dude and and uh, so I was like, I got the salmon. It was a maple glazed salmon, and he got the Hawaiian ribeye. My salmon comes out undercooked, like oh. way undercooked. And I even asked for it, like, can you make sure it's just a little well done? Because, you know, salmon. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, it comes out way undercooked. And the Hawaiian ribeye was great. It was fantastic. But then, uh, yeah, salmon comes back out. Still not good. Just It just wasn't that yeah. great. And it was so disappointing, you know. But – I, I literally said, I don't want any mercury poison, but yeah, that was only, I, I don't know why. It was just, yeah, that was the only thing about that. But I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think you got to worry about that with salmon because usually that shit's like farm raised. Yeah, of course. But uh, I still like, I'm, I'm really weird. I know like you can eat raw fish. Yeah. Know? But so, like, I'm just really weird with my fish. So my, my, I'll give a little food safety spiel here. Like 90, I like, I have, I, I, I want to say with like 90%, 99% certainty about this, but it's like. You know, we live in Tennessee. We don't we don't live near the water. Most of the fish you're going to get somewhere when it's caught, it's typically flash frozen, like rapidly flash frozen. And uh, all the dangerous shit, all the parasites and whatnot, they don't survive that. Oh, yeah? So that's like it. So that's the thing is it's like I have gone to like the store and bought frozen tuna steaks 
and I've let it thaw out and I've cut it up and then I've like eaten it as sushi and it's it's fine. Uh, but I but I get being squeamish over it. So it's one of those it's things. Just, <clears throat> yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I like I can eat my steak, you know, medium rare. Rare is a little too much for me, but yeah. you know, like like stuff like that is fine. And sushi, I love sushi, but it's like I don't know. If I'm, if I'm getting a like a fillet or a, a cut of fish, you know, a grilled fish, I, I want it. I kind of just want it well done. Well, I that, don't want it. And it's like when I have like sushi style salmon or tuna and I slice it up thin, it's like I I put it with some vinegar and some soy sauce and like mm. the acid and the vinegar kind of like air quotes cooks it. Yeah. In a way. So that kind of helps too. But like I do get like if you're getting a big hunk of fish, it's like I want it to be cooked all the way through because like if I'm going to have raw fish, I want it to be cold and marinated mm. with like some rice or something. Yeah, yeah. Not like a big hunk of hot salmon and in the middle it's kind of underdone. That just feels yeah. wrong, you know. Yeah, texture and all that. Ugh. Ugh. But uh, now the dinner was cool and uh, me and Tyler got Blink-182 tickets. I saw Dude. that. That was uh... – Oh, man. If <laughs> <laughs> anyone's listened to this podcast long enough. I think it was like our what fifth, sixth episode. Blink yeah. One Two had a reunion. You know, they ca- they got back together. New song came out. I fucking fanboyed over it, and uh, you know, uh, they just went on. They started touring. We just I literally mentioned them the other, the other day on the podcast, and uh, so I I already accepted the fact that I wasn't going to see them again because tickets went outrageously fucking expensive whenever uh, they went on sale. But uh, yeah, Mom and Ella, they both tag teamed it up, and that's rad. Got me and Tyler tickets for Atlanta, dude, July 13th. We're going to oh, fucking take a bro trip and go down, and I'm just, woohoo, I'm so fucking excited. So shout That's out, uh, shout out Blink, shout out Mom, shout out Ella. So I love you guys. No, no shout out to the uh, to Ticketmaster and all the companies that make tickets no, ne- needlessly expensive. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's been happening a lot lately. I wonder what's uh, what the deal is. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just greed. <laughs> it's just, hey, we True. know, like, well, it's like Ticketmaster being like, what are you going to do? 90% of the female population not see Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, I know yeah. I know a few people who went to her Nashville shows this weekend, yeah. and it's just like, it's always like, when they mention that they're doing that, everyone's like, wow, you got tickets. Wow. Like, yeah. it's just like, that shouldn't be a big wow thing. It's like, if you can afford it, you should be able to get that. But it's, I don't know. There's It's a whole can of worms with Ticketmaster. I think, like, <clears throat> I feel like, Every time a popular artist announces a new tour, there's always all these headlines about, we should do something about Ticketmaster. We should, like, do something about it. And apparently, artists have been trying to do that for ages. And I even remember there was one tour Nine Inch Nails did where they said, you want to come to the show? You want to know how to get tickets? You go to the venue, and you stand in line, and you buy a ticket. Yeah, We're not selling them online because we're not dealing with this shit. You all deserve better, which is like... That's fine and all, but if you live like three hours from the venue, then you have to go stand in line and get them and then come back <laughs> for the concert. Man, I remember the tickets used to be like, for shows, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, something like that. And I don't know, I went to a lot of concerts when I was in high school and um, college and everything. And there was always something magical about driving three, four hours to a show, lining up at the venue for five hours, going in, going in and standing. For four or more hours watching openers and then your main band and then leaving at like 11, 12 o'clock and just being like, oh, wow. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen Blake twice now. So this will be my third, third go around. There you go. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. But 
you know, it's, it's a weird living in Nashville. It's like, it feels like we're in the middle of this triangle of concerts. It's like you either go to Nashville yeah. or Asheville or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. No one ever just comes here. Like sometimes it happens, but it's very rare. Yeah. We get, we get some pretty nice acts come through here. So yeah. Sometimes. But I've, I've noticed whenever it's like a big tour, it's like, they're going to they're gonna do Nashville or Atlanta or Asheville. Yeah. Sometimes a combination of the three, for but sure. it's just like, <clears throat> it would be nice. It would be nice if, you know, for once, like <clears throat> an act, I don't have to worry about driving to Nashville and finding a place to stay True. or driving back late at night. If it were just, I could go to the, to the Bijou and just go see them and then go home. Yeah, you know? yeah that's true. Yeah, I mean, because we had to go ahead and buy our hotel for Atlanta and everything, and which is fine, you know. It'd be a nice little trip, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's really because Atlanta and Nashville have bigger stadiums and yeah. all that. You know, I mean, we've got like a stadium here, but I guess At, whatever. Yeah, we've we've got stuff here, and then it's like what's weird is it's just like Asheville's kind of the same size city, and they've got the Orange Peel, which is like not a huge venue. I've never been there. It's great. I mean, yeah. I've only been once for Japanese breakfast, which was fantastic, but you know, it's it's cool. <clears throat> um. And I know they've got like a more outdoor stadium kind of thing. So I don't know. I mean, I, I also like have this thing of like so often an artist I'll like will announce their tour. And sometimes it's just like, well, fuck the closest show they have is five hours away. And it's just like, yeah, like you'll look like you'll chart it out on a map. And like the entire Southeast is like, we're not even going to bother. And it's like, I mean, I get it mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of suck a lot, but like, come on. I think the furthest I drove <clears throat> for a show was six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm like, eh, it's not like in a three-hour range. I'm I mean, I'm, I'm kind of already like that, and it's, I don't know, maybe if I had more money, more free time, and, yeah. you know, easy, easy, easier to, like, plan things out, then yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, I have a lesson to uh, to try to teach here for the, the boys and girls that are listening. All right. <laughs> All right. So my, my biggest thing here right now is uh, it would be nice if people weren't so fucking lazy. Okay? All right? All right. We got... This is a fiery one. This Let's is going to be fire because I'm, I'm on one right now. Uh, so people... L- let's talk about teamwork, right? <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. With, yeah. With any fucking circumstance and, and goal in life. If you're working somewhere or if you're part of a team, uh, whatever that is, sports or fucking entrepreneurship, whatever it is, like you got to work together. You got to, everyone's got to have their own, you know, piece of the pie to contribute to make the success of the team. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the restaurant industry, <laughs> uh, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> the restaurant industry is uh is a very dangerous game sometimes and uh, i hate talking about it because i like i just you know it's it doesn't matter that's well, it's you know it, like just to briefly tie it around to the what do you do for work thing it's yeah. kind of like sometimes there was one time where i thought about how much energy have i wasted bitching about working at target like back when i worked there it's like I don't want to use my energy bitching about this it sucks but i'd rather just move on and do things i actually want to do yeah and that's the thing it's like I go in, I do my job, I get out, and I leave it there. You know, I don't take it home. I don't lose sleep over it. But sometimes it does just irk you to a fucking point where you're like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? Like, you know, so 
so it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But I just thought it'd be nice to teach, uh, be nice. <laughs> teach a little bit of a, uh, or, or be aware of some circumstances, you know, because like you go into yesterday was a shit show. Just I'll just explain. <laughs> I'll put it simply. And, um, and I know no fuckers besides Jordan listen to this <laughs> at that at that place. So you know, from top to bottom, management to fucking staff, it's like there's no accountability. There's no fucking discipline. There's no teamwork. There's no nothing. It's just lazy, pure fucking laziness. And all it is is people on their phones, ignoring the task at hand, not helping out with like, you know, things like ice or running food or things like that. You know, I go back there. It's a Sunday night, you know, getting a little busy. Mm -hmm. 4.30, they're already breaking down the salad bar. And it's like, and I'm thinking you, you never worked in a restaurant, right? So yeah. it, 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 that's not that shouldn't happen at 4:30 yeah. because then you've got, then you've got just a clusterfuck of a, a shit show of people when it's busy. You got tons of people around a cart trying to get stuff for a salad, which is not good. And I go to the manager and I go, "Let me ask you something." And he's like, "Yeah," and I go, "Why the fuck is that broken down at 4:30?" And he was like. Well, she got a head start on side work. I go, I don't give a fuck if she got a head start on side work. It's 4.30. And either way, you know, it's – the manager just said, hmm, okay. And that was it. It's like, no, dude, you got to get on their ass. Like that's not that's not how it's supposed to be. Uh, Every time I go back to the kitchen trying to grab something, something's out. And everyone there is just on their phone or just doing nothing. And I'm like, it's just one of those things where you, you look around and you realize – no one gives a shit to a point where they're not even trying or like they can't even like put aside, you know, they're like, look, no one wants to be there. I get it. I don't want to be there. And that's the thing is that like you're that I'm thinking about this whole time is everyone there doesn't everyone there is in that 90 percent. No one there loves working. There. Of course. So it's like make it easier on each other. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't want to be there. Of course. You think I want to fucking stay here all day? <laughs> like, you know, like, come on, people, you know, but I'm when I'm here. I'm ready to work and I'm ready to make my money and I'm ready to, I'm willing to help out or go the extra mile if I have to, yeah. you know, cause I don't want to see someone else struggle. I don't want to make the, the, the atmosphere even worse because it's just going to be more stressful for the environment. So like, why don't you put your big boy pants on, you know, your fucking big panties on and let's, let's like, you know, let's put the, the time and effort into this your shit and, together. and put your shit together and, and get to fucking work, you know, because that's another thing. Like, I worked a lunch shift the other day. Every single person was bitching because they didn't want to be there. They were getting sad. They didn't want, you know, they didn't want tables. They were skipping themselves. They were complaining, all that stuff. And I go, I, I lost my shit because they got mad at me for seating them. And I go, you know what? You don't want to be here. Then tell the manager because I want the tables. I want the money. So I was like, I don't have to tell you, but like, it, it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm there to make money. If, if you don't want to be here and you're not even going to put the time or you're going to complain the entire time and you're just trying to skip yourself, why you have this job? Like, just yeah. go home. Like, don't come back, you know? And that, that goes to the management because they're like, you know, you need to be holding these people accountable. You need to be saying like, okay, well, if you don't want to work, I'm just not going to schedule you. Or if you're going to be lazy, then I'm not going to put you on this shift, you know, whatever that is. So, you know, you just come down to... When I look at manage, leadership, leadership has to be a team player too, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And leadership also has to be a leader. Like when it comes down to like hard decisions and hard things, you know, 
hard conversations and everything like that. So it's just one of these things where you, you're looking at all this stuff. And I don't want to be like, I'm better than you, but <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm better than you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you know, you're just kind of like, wow, what the fuck are we doing here? And it just makes you so, so mad, you know, and uh, I just think it applies to life in general. I really yeah. do. I think you, no matter where you're at, what team you're working for, whether it's corporate uh, office or marketing, like we're strange films, like, you know, whatever we're doing, we all need to like. You know, we, we put our uh, – when it comes down to working or contributing ideas and all these things, like, you know, we're a team. We do that. We help each other succeed, succeed and, and grow and all these things. And we're not just being selfish and lazy and fucking lame, you know, and not being accountable. And you That's know, another thing, man. You mentioned leadership and whatnot, and I think it's important to say good leadership means being in the shit with everyone else. Absolutely. You know what's not good leadership? What's not, and I'm going to talk about when I worked retail, what's not is coming into the store once every couple of months and pointing out everything everyone's doing wrong and then yes. going and then sitting behind your desk and filling out paperwork for another two months. And then like, if you're not in the shit with us, you don't get to tell us how to do our shit. Yeah. This is, is my opinion. It's a hundred percent true, man. I read, I had to read a bunch of different leadership books in college and all of that said the same thing. It's, you know, you got to be in the trenches with your team. You got to be just as big as of a coworker team member as you are a leader in, and it's just, you know, again, it doesn't matter about this fucking restaurant bullshit. I don't care. And I'm going to go in, I'll probably deal with the same shit again today. And it's going to be the same thing. And I'm, you know, whatever, but it just looking at that and I'm like, man, I know this happens all the time with, places and people and and just guys you know like if you're a part of something just put your time in your effort in and you know if you really don't give a shit that much then you probably shouldn't be there yeah what sucks too is it's like the fact that you know you're, you're talking about like yeah no one wants to be here and that's and that's the simple fact is like how great would it be if like no one had to do the shit that they didn't want to do if they were just if they could just do what they're good at right if if you know your coworkers there were like, I don't know, if they were working for a vet or in a garden or something, because they probably want to do that instead of waiting tables, you know? Mm -hmm. If you were, I mean, if you were on set instead of this, <laughs> instead of here, you know, mm -hmm. it'd be like a lot easier to give more of a shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, just like, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't, if you, if you were serious about something, like if someone's on a film set with us and we, we're trying our best to work this thing out. And then we look at one crew member and they're just like obviously miserable and they don't want to be there. And they're yeah. just like not contributing at all. It's like, <clears throat> like, Hey, you don't want to be here. You can go. Like, I don't need someone like this on the team. Well, you the, know? the issue with that in a film set is you would say, if you don't want to be here, you can go, but it's like, okay, but they're in this scene and they have so many shots <laughs> left, but they're just, they just suck. And we Actor can't, wise. we can't fucking recast them because we're not a, we're not a real studio, real big studio that can afford, we're, we can't afford to cancel the shoot and reschedule with a different actor. We just got to be like, well, true that. let's go, mm -hmm. let's do it. I will say though. Um, <laughs> so kind of after the chaos of, Ooh, oh, that is a, uh, that is my washing machine uh, through its final. I thought you had a spooky ghost in your wall or yeah, something. Yeah, I didn't realize the wall was like. It's like <laughs> yeah. um, 
so I uh, I go behind the bar. I had a couple people on my bar, and uh, I guess maybe I had some of that expression on my face a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, it was just the kind of pissed off look and yeah. tired look. And uh, they go, "How are you?" Hmm. And they go, "It caught me off guard." So I was yeah. like, "What?" And they go, "How are you?" I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm, I was trying to play it off. I was like, oh, 'I'm good,' you know." He was like, "You just seem a little tired or something, you know." Just one of I bet you don't get people asking, "How are you?" And I go, "You know what? No, I don't get that. Thank you for asking me." And then I literally went off and I said, "The kitchen's lazy." <laughs> I, started, I started literally complaining to my bar guests, and it was just it was just funny, man. But it was a nice moment too because you're like. I mean, there are good people out there, you know, yeah. who just, who care, you know, about well, others. I feel like in the, in like when people go to restaurants, it's like a coin flip. It's like, you're either going to get the person who like, even, even people who've never worked in restaurants can have an understanding of this shit sucks. Mm-hmm. This sucks. No one wants to be here and people make <clears> mistakes. <throat> and oftentimes there are those team members that aren't pulling their weight and it makes things hard. And they're like, Hey, yeah, no worries, man. They'll, they'll have the worst service of their life and they'll be like, this sucks. I'm never coming back. Here's a gigantic tip. And, mm-hmm. they, and they're, they're like, like that. And then there's the people that are like, I need more sweet tea. <laughs> and they, they don't give you a tip. And they probably just came from church being taught to treat others with respect. And then they True come that. and they verbally abuse you because you oh, didn't yeah. give them enough scampy butter or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen both ends of that spectrum many, many times. And, you know, the thing is about it, like, at this point in my life, Going into that environment, really the only biggest thing that still gets me is like kind of what we discussed earlier. If I talk, tell people like, what do you do for work? I'm like, well, I, you know, I bartend or something. And it was like, because I, I don't want to flash that around. You yeah. know? I mean, like it, it doesn't really matter because I'm doing so many other big things that are hopefully leading to somewhere. But, you know, people just have that, that weird stance on you. And But for me personally, going in, it I just make – the absolute best out of it. I make really great money. I'm flexible with my schedule and it's, I kind of have fun doing it. You know, it's almost like a pride thing. Like I'm like, I'm good at this. And like, yeah. I, I talk with people and people will really connect with me. And you know, it's just like, I have, there's, there's a, there's a weird pride thing with it. And I, and I, you know, I don't mind it. So it doesn't bother me like that. And I make good money. So it's like, whatever. But uh, yeah, you know, when you get outside and you start talking and, you're like, oh yeah, you know. I always, I always talk about the filmmaking and stuff first. But well, what else do you do? Ah, oh, well, you know, I bartend. It's like, yeah. And I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal, but uh, we, I do. I do have this thing of like, do you ever like feel like when people ask you what you do, you always feel the need to undersell it? Always, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like people. Like I'll say, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer on a video game, and you know, some people are kind of like, oh, that's cute, you know, because they're because mm. they're fucking uncultured swine. Uh, <laughs> but then there's, the, then, then there's the people who get really into it, and I'm like, ah, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a niche game, and uh, yeah. it's not that story heavy, and yada yada, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, maybe it's that little of that imposter syndrome. Well, I, I do that all the time with strange films. Like, I never talk about it in a way where I'm doing this and this and this and or you know like I, I list the credits you know like I always I never even bring it up until someone kind of starts poking into it and like they're like oh so what do you know and then and then I, I kind of just start like you say like oh, I'm a filmmaker you know I make I'm a videographer I make movies and yeah. whatnot oh 
if it's kind of like, oh, that's cute, then I never, I don't fucking, I don't even go into it. That's why I like, don't really get into it. It's because so many people just are like, oh, that's a hobby. Right. And it's like, but then when some people are actually interested and start asking like that next question, and then I say something they're even more interested, that's when you're like, okay, now you're opening the can. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you everything. But like that, the worst part is when someone starts digging into it, like they seem like they're really interested and then you start really getting passionate about what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And they're like, huh, that's cool. Yeah. And you're like, ah! <laughs> it's, uh, it's, and then they, yeah, you ever encounter the people where you can tell that they're kind of like, they're just itching to tell you, well, that's not a real job. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I've, I mean, I've never personally got that, but I know some people do that of like, you know, just being like, oh, you, you direct movies. Why don't you get a real job? Get your hands dirty like a real man. And <clears> you know what I want to tell those people? You never watch a movie in the, in the rest of your life. You're not allowed to anymore. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. watching movies. Stop watching shows. Right. Don't even watch YouTube videos. Just turn off all the visuals. Don't read. Don't read. Don't listen to music. Just live a life without art if you're going to be condescending yeah. to people who choose to pursue art as their career. True that. True that. Yeah, I've gotten that thing before where it's like I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I made this movie or, or talking about making a movie or something. And they go, oh, how much does that pay? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, we have to spend money to make it. I mean, it's not really something we're getting paid to do. It's, you know, it just gets streamed and all that. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that, but this is, yeah, like you said, it's, it's art. And it, I get the people who might be concerned. They're like, oh, you're broke. I'm, I'm sorry that you're broke because mm-hmm. of that. And it's like, no, I'm actually getting by fine. Yeah, yeah. I could be doing better if I pursued a different career path. But, like, I've, I mean past couple years of my life I've kind of been like I would rather be like a little poor and like have free time and do fun things and be with my friends than be rich and fucking busting my ass all the time true and you know that's a big thing too uh like I listen to uh Gary V uh sometimes and what's one of the biggest things he he said he's like he's like I know so many people who make six figures, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or even a millionaire and they're miserable. You know, they don't fucking have any time. They, they can't spend enough time with their family and all that. And they don't, they're not doing things that they want to do. And then he's like, but then I know people who make 40,000, $50,000 a year doing something they absolutely love and having that control of that. And you know, they're the happiest people that I know. And it's like, it's like, that's kind of where I want to be. It's like, I, obviously I would love to make more money, I'm not broke or poor. I'm doing just fine. But it's like, you know, I'd rather do something like this and make money and pursue art and have that flexibility, hang out the family, hang out the boys, all that good stuff. And instead of uh, just being a miserable, like, prick who's just consumed by sales and work and, you know, never have that extra time, you know, to pursue opportunities. And it's it's like, you know... Friday, I hung out Lucas and the Smokies. That was a fantastic day. I bought lunch. That's the only money I spent that day. Mm. And I was like, that's you like, it's almost like there's so many people that are so obsessed with like, we got to, we got to spend, spend, spend yeah. to go on vacations and do these things and do these things. And it's like, yeah, I'm not a big spender. You just take a step back and like, I mean, I used to like go and buy records and Blu-rays all the time. And eventually it was just one of those things of like, Oh, it's because I'm depressed, and if I go and mm-hmm. buy this this record, I'll get my brain will give me some good chemicals for a little bit, yeah, and that's it. Then they go <laughs> away. 
Yeah, I uh, I'm not a big spender either. I I, I typically just I buy food or you know if we go out something you know drinks or whatever. But other than that, like I had to stop doing like the record buying and all that. Like I still for my birthday I bought two records. It was on yeah. sale for Angels and Airwaves. You know I, ha- I didn't have those records in my collection. They're twenty bucks each. I was like ah it's my birthday weekend, so I'm gonna you know I bought those. But that's first that's first records I bought in a long time. Yeah. Like I'm not spending money on junk anymore. I mean really all my investments goes towards like film stuff and you know i don't know it's i even if i had a lot of money i don't think i'd be spending it like crazy you know on junk and shit i mean i'd have fun every once in a while but it's uh i mean it's like the big thing is like when you start making more money you do start to adjust your lifestyle but it's just like i always like look at you know I was like the people who have these giant mansions and luxury cars and yachts and i'm just like can i just have like a decently nice house with a yeah. garden and yeah. and whatnot. And it's just like, I feel like there's like, I mean, I think there've been studies that show like there's, I mean, there's the whole deal of like, you can't buy happiness. And it's like, yeah, well, if you're broke as shit and you <laughs> have money and suddenly you're able to eat something <clears throat> other than beans, you know, that's a lot better. But there is like studies that have shown that like, there's like an upper limit to when like you stop f- feeling better, the more money you make. Cause I think it's like $70,000, and I mean, that's like a single income and whatnot. If it's combined with someone else, I guess it's different. But like, it's like, yeah, if you can afford a good house and healthy food and enough like luxuries and small things to kind of make you feel happy, it's just like, is doubling that really going to make you feel twice as good? You get, mm-hmm. You're just going to get diminishing returns. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Very true. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, you know, I always try to look at that big picture. I'm like, how do I make? more money. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's there. It's there, but it's one of those things of like, you know, I I always try to like value my time Mm -hmm. over, over that. And it's just like, I don't ever want to do something that makes me abjectly miserable to make money again. Like, I mean, I worked retail for a while and it's one of those things of like, and you get out of, you get out of that, you get to like, I mean, you know, my, my current job in marketing, it's like, it's not the best, but it's like, I get to use my skills and it's pretty comfortable. And it's like, I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to just do it, do what makes me not miserable. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. You've got a pretty nice gig right now. I'd say. Yeah. I'm happy it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What, 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 what else is going on this week? What else is going on? I don't on? know. I stayed up till two thirty in the morning the other day for, for the other night with Tyler. And yeah. Jordan came over too. We, uh, he came over after work and, uh, we fucking drank Lil Wayne's banana rum liquor. <laughs> <laughs> and played categories and listen to music. But that's, that's the latest I've stayed up doing that. I mean, a long time. I, I, I that's like college days there. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't do that usually at all. But, Dude, after uh, after we went to Wings on Thursday and I had two beers there and I went home and took a nap. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I'm like, oh my god, I just, yeah. I just turned 28 and I feel like I'm like, oh man, I'm going into old man mode. Getting now. old man. But like, there's advantages to getting into <laughs> old man mode because it's like you start to become a morning person and then you start to be a little more productive with, oh, yeah. with things and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> so I've been, I've been trying to toy around trying to find, you know, I, I, bur- I've, I'm pretty burnt out on resident evil four. I mean, I've beaten it two and a half times. I've gotten the high scores and all the mercenaries maps. So now I'm just waiting for more content, I'm trying to find new games to play. Um, a couple of them, one of which is a game I, Played back when it first came out and haven't played in a long time. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a different game first. I've been playing this game. I'm not very far into it. 
called Disco Elysium. And it is a game that takes place in this fictional country of Revishal. You wake up, you're an amnesiac detective. You don't know who you're, where you name it, what your name is, <laughs> where you're from or anything. You just wake up in this hotel. You go downstairs, your partner's there, and you're like, well, the dead body's back there. And it's just this dead body that's hanging from a tree. And uh, the whole game, so you know when you're playing Fallout, right? Mm-hmm. You've been playing New Vegas. Yeah, I just got Boone as my uh, sidekick. Hell yeah. Game. Yeah, I was like, all right. So dude. now anytime you go near Legion guys, their heads are just going to explode yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. just like, he's just like, you killed my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, yeah, but like, you know, when you talk to people in Fallout and sometimes it's just like science and you can like convince them with science. Yeah. That's the whole game in Disco is talking to people and using your skills that you can level up through talk. There's no fighting. There's none of that shit. It's all like talk to people, get information out of them. And it's like, it's really fun because like sometimes the options are just completely fucking unhinged. Like you can just see the craziest shit because you're an amnesiac alcoholic detective. You don't know who you are, where you're from, but you wake up with a hangover. So you know that much about yourself. And like, there's and it like gets deep into like philosophy and like political stuff and economics and stuff. It's written by this guy. It's been an Estonian studio and they just they have a different way of looking at things that's kind of a unique perspective. Like you can talk to this little girl who's like outside of a bookstore her mom owns trying to get you to come in. You can say I'm going to dismantle the free market and I'm going to put you out of a job. Oh my god. <laughs> you can say that shit. There's a strike going on and you can like go up to the scabs and like there's there's one guy you go up to and you start talking to him and his name is Racist Lorry Driver and he's basically explaining, "Listen, I just think I just think I'm better than you because because <laughs> your partner is like Japanese. You're like, I just I just think we were here first, so we we deserve a better oh thing." God. And you can kind of like well, some of the options are just like, "Go on, keep keep digging this hole for yourself, <laughs> keep digging it." And then you can just be a dick to him and like I've heard so many things about like crazy interactions you can have in this game and i'm looking forward to it more but i tell you it's more like reading a book than playing a game that's fun but it's a really interesting book and yeah. it's it's fun to play in that world huh so that's that's cool that's cool and good i need to keep playing it because it's a it's a lot it takes a lot of effort to sit down and just go through it because it's not like the reason why <clears throat> i'm uh, i'm bringing this next game up is because i'm like i need something a little different than this mm-hmm. so i gotta scratch the part of my monkey brain oh, yeah. that just wants big explosions. I've been, I decided it's been a while. I, I decided it's time to replay it. I'm replaying the campaign for Call of Duty Black Ops. Whoa, that's a throwback. Throwback to 2010. So the last Call of Duty I played was Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, I, uh, I think I fell off after Black Ops 2. Yeah, that's. I think it's where a lot of people fell off. Yeah. I fell off at Modern Warfare 3 because I played these games on the Wii. And that oh, was yeah. the last one to get a port to the Wii. Yeah. Those ports, uh, they are ugly. They don't run great. Yeah. But if you get used to it, still fucking fun as hell. Okay. Still really fun. So I just uh, found a copy of the PC version on a website somewhere yes. uh, because Activision thinks that people want to pay <clears throat> like $30 for this game that came out 13 years ago that you can't even play online anymore. Yeah. So it's like, no. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, I'm starting it and it's just like, it's super weird. Like when you play those games as a kid or younger, you know, it's just like, wow, cool action movie, big yeah. explosion. And now I play it with a bigger understanding of like history and 
you know, propaganda and stuff. And it's just like, this is the most batshit thing I have ever played. Like, it's just, it's so batshit. It's just pedal to the metal. Like, ah, you're brainwashed. You're killing Castro. Also Kennedy. Also, you're going to Vietnam. Also this conspiracies. What are the numbers? It's just, it's so batshit. And it's just like, I feel like, you know, I play some of the even slightly older ones, like right before that, like Call of Duty 4. It's like takes itself pretty seriously. And this one does too, but then it's also like just got all these like fucking batshit moments of slow-mo explosions and hey, here's a shotgun that shoots fire, stuff like that. And just it's – I haven't finished it. I'm getting pretty close to it, but it's like – it's just kind of fun to just go. And I'm playing on the easiest difficulty because I just I – just, I just, I just want a dumb action yeah. movie. That's all I yeah. want. I don't want to get killed by 8,000 grenades like you always did. That's like great punk rock with that game, dude. It's, it's, it's a fun game, man. I, I remember I actually really enjoyed Black Ops um, when I played it. And that was the one – it had zombies, didn't it? Yeah. That? Yeah. yeah so it, it, I, had the, it had the theater and then it had the uh, the Pentagon map. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed Black Ops a lot. And, and that was probably the biggest Call of Duty game I – played the most uh online you yeah. know and i had so much fun doing that but i think it was after black ops 2 the story was you know the campaign was fine but i was on multiplayer and i just kept getting my ass handed to me yeah and it got me so fucking mad i was like nope i'm done and and then and obviously it just it almost just like there's so many call of duties keep pumping well, every out. year like, every year and the thing is, it's just one of those things of like the formula works so well of just you jump in, you play, you earn experience, you get new guns, you get new perks. And yeah. it's like that works so well. They're like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then what happens is you play basically the same game every year, just with new maps and different weapons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, they're just eventually like, I'm fucking sick of it. I don't I don't want to deal with this anymore. And yeah, that, I mean, that wasn't really the case for me, but, you know. I mean, I've just, like I've played the I've, I've played like a bit of Warzone, but that's kind of it. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I get why these games are still really popular, but I'm definitely more of the uh, super unrealistic over the top shooter than I am the sprint, find cover, regenerate health military shooter. But <clears> these I, I like these games a lot when I was when I was younger and uh, they're, like they're, I wouldn't mind replaying one, uh, especially like Black Ops. Or and that, the, the big issue with that too is it's like. I don't mind replaying them, but those campaigns are pretty short. Yeah. They're, they're, they feel long the first time you play them, but they're actually really short. Mm-hmm. They're pretty short, and it's like, if you want to play them, they're like, it'll be like $30, please. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they never go on sale, too. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's like an, it's like an eight hour action movie. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. just not worth that to me, but it's a silly. still fun. Still fun. So that's that disco. Um, I rewatched Forgetting Sarah Marshall the other night. Oh, what a great movie. I hadn't seen it since I yeah. was like, like 2010 or something, but uh, it's just, I don't know. I like, I like the unapologetic, how fucked up he is over that, you know, just drinking cocktails and playing the piano and calling himself a fucking idiot and Uh all that. And how over the top fucking Russell brand is and all that shit. My favorite shit in the movie, those Paul Rudd though. Yeah. He is so great. Like he has this throwaway line with like right before they go surfing where he says the weather outside is weather. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> so stupid. Like, Oh man. Uh, that movie in, um, I love you, man are just are fucking fun, dude. I love you, man. is one of those ones I love to rewatch. Um, and, uh, with Paul Rudd and Jason Segal, man, they, they crack me up, dude. Uh, there's, um, cause I, what prompted me to watch it was, um, 
uh, my friend Rebecca was showing me a clip of Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd being interviewed for, I think it was I Love You, Man. I, have, I, have, I haven't actually seen that movie. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, dude, you gotta watch it. It's, it's so like, good. They're being interviewed and they're clearly high as a fucking <laughs> kite and they're having the f- time of their life and it's just, uh, it's so funny. Dude, yeah, Paul you Rudd, gotta watch that. Paul Rudd does not age. No. No, no. not at all. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I watched... Um, yeah, Halloween, Curse of Michael Myers, and, he, oh, yeah. and he's in that, and he, he he just looks just like he does today. Just like yeah. you can tell, slightly younger, but you're like, yeah, he just never ages. It's I cool. love I love all those clips of like whenever he would go on Conan, they'd be like, hey, Eric, you're in this new movie, let's show us a clip, and he'd show that same fucking clip from Mac and Me of like this kid go in a wheelchair, like go, falling down this hill. <laughs> he just showed the same clip every time he went on Conan. And like, eventually he was like, ah, oh, damn it. I forgot about that. And it's just, it's a great running gag. Oh, it's it's great. Paul Rudd's the man. Paul Rudd's the man. He is the man. Jason Siegel's cool too. Yeah, he is. A, I, I like him a lot. It's like, it's even funny when you realize he wrote that movie and it's just like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to see my dick. Everyone's going to see. Cause I remember when that movie came out, that's the, the one thing I heard about it was like, yeah, you, you just see his dick. Yeah. It's just, you see his dick. It's like, yeah. okay. He's funny. I, 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 um, I'm i a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And He's like the best character. Yeah, that. He's, like, he's like the only character in that show who never does anything shitty. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, the best. He's the most pure character. Um, uh, Edward Forty Hands Marshall. <laughs> I just I just remember like what is it the end of the first season when Lily leaves him and like oh, the f- first couple episodes of that second season you're just he's so it's 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 very forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah. it's very that same vibe For of sure. how miserable he is and mm-hmm. everything and uh, yeah he's got a great arc in that in that show I uh, it was a good rewatch but uh, yeah um, I, I've been watching Ted Lasso yep. on Apple TV man what a Wonderful show. I've heard. Wonderful. It's like, it's funny, it's quirky, and it's wholesome. Just fucking wholesome. I've almost cried like three times already. That's great. It's so good, and it's 30 minutes long. I love those fucking shows. I I can watch like two or three a night and just feel perfect, you know? Or just one if you've got shit to do. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, man, what a just wonderful show. About to finish season two, uh, season three, and then um, yeah, we'll see what happens after that. But yeah, I'm I'm almost in almost done with season two, and yeah, just a really really great show. I haven't really been I haven't had a chance to watch anything else. Um, or yeah, I've been playing just Fallout a little bit, you know, here and there, and then Ted Lasso. Yeah, I don't think I've watched this. In the last show, did I say I watched Scream 6? I think I, I think did. so. Yeah. yeah. That was the last probably big yeah. movie I watched. Yeah, I don't think you could say much about it because I haven't seen it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've not been watching all that much, but it's just like, you know, I've, I, I, it's kind of weird you're seeing like almost an evolution of like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I just, there's the side of me that wants to stay inside and play a video game. There's the side <laughs> of me that wants to go out in nature. And now it's like when the weekend comes, I'm like, I'm going to get out in nature because yeah, I could stay inside and play video games, but I have to three days a week be at work and stare at Adobe after effects Mm -hmm. for a while. And it's like, if I have to do that for that much time, I'm going to try to get out and do stuff. And man, I tell you what, like got my, got 12,000 steps in on Friday, Nice. got 11,000 steps in on Saturday. And after that, I was like, you know, I'm just going to get a pizza. I'm just going to get a pizza. Because uh, my what I was gonna bitch about was it'd be it'd be nice if 
I don't know we're at the end of the episode. But like it'd be nice if <laughs> dieting were such a pain in the ass because like oh yeah you did mention that there because I'm trying to like cut back a little bit just because mm-hmm. like I used to be a small and then I was a medium and now it's like I'm not going to become a large no I'm not throwing out all these clothes I'm not I'm I'm, I'm going to stay a medium and it's like it sucks because like you know counting calories is like the easiest most effective way uh, but it's also like it just kind of sucks because like you'll eat dinner and then you'll be like still kind of hungry, but mm-hmm. you look at your little app and it's like, that's it. Those are my calories for the day. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's like, I really try to do well eating. Um, but I'm so inconsistent, you know, cause like there'll be most mornings I'm not that hungry. I just get my coffee and start my drinking my water. Um, and it's, and then like, it's not until like 12, one o'clock I'm starting to get like a little hungry. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, like since I know I'll be at work for, Majority of the afternoon, I won't eat there. I, you know, I bought me a protein bar, and that's going to be like as soon as I get out of here, start eating that. But that'll hold me over probably until the afternoon. And then I get home, I'm like, I'm hungry. I started like just eating everything I can, and then I'm like, all right, that'll hold me over until dinner. And then the dinner can is always a toss up, especially because having a two year old, you can't just like, oh, I'm going to take the time to cook a really nice dish tonight, yeah. like a great, yeah. you know, take time to do that. Sometimes you can, especially if you got help, you know, but if it's just you, which is going to be just me tonight, it's like, okay, what can I either quickly whip up or just throw in the oven or microwave, you know, it's just like, so, you know, sometimes it gets a little murky, but I, I, I just really try my best not to overindulge on the junk, you know, yeah. like, I think if, I think if you can cut back on some of that shit, like you, everything else is, as long as you're just kind of like well balanced, it's fine. But, um, yeah, dieting is hard, but I do think like as long as you're like you're doing exercise throughout the week a little bit yeah. too, like that that definitely at least balances that out. Also, like you can you can kind of eat a little bit more loosely if you're on top of that with the exercise. And so I've been trying to hit the gym three times a week, um, at least like with the job. I I do average anywhere from like six to twelve thousand steps or something like that. You know, yeah, like a shift. It. You know, and and then at home. With, especially if it's nice outside, I'm outside like three, four, five times a day with Augie and Bandit, just yeah. running up and down the hill and fucking in the yard and all that stuff like that. So I try. That's but, what you got to do. It's uh, but as you get older, it gets harder. It does. God, it, it gets harder. Well, it's super weird because like I used to be skinny as a rail, and then I gained the freshman fifteen in muscle mass because it's like I had access to a gym and I had access to a cafeteria. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I'm just gonna go to the gym and then I'm gonna go load up on food at the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking like a normal person instead of a freak. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and then I discovered beer. And beer is dangerous because it's like you can eat healthy and fine and then you can double your calories yeah. for that day by having a couple beers. I had to stop drinking the IPAs, dude. Those IPAs just get so heavy. Yeah. You know, it's like like even right now, like I drink beer, but I only really drink like beer, beer if I'm out with you guys or something yeah. or – someone brings it over or whatever, like, cause no, now I just buy the seltzers, the happy dads. And I really like those cause they're just really light and they've got no sugar and you know, they actually have electrolytes in it and stuff like that. But not excuse of saying like you should be drinking that every day, but yeah. here I am. <laughs> and, uh, um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. The beer, the beer will get you It'll for sure. Definitely get you. So for sure. I just, uh, you know, I got, I got shirts that like 
you ever, you ever have shirts where like up top it's like I'm good, and then on the gut it's like oh, oh. it's like it's it's like a medium up top but a small down low, and yes. you're like, what's going on? Why yeah. you gotta why you gotta be like this? And I know I've got a lot of shirts that it's like I just bought this like a year ago. Yeah, it's, that's like, not I, always a sad feeling. I don't know. Kind of just like I, don't know. I, I always I always have the story of like like we're looking at it right now my Japanese breakfast shirt I got when I saw oh, it yeah. in Nashville. Thought I was still a small, and I put that on and. I look like I look like when you open up a can of like Pillsbury biscuits, and I looked at it and I thought maybe I can lose the weight. And then I like tried it on again, and I'm like, no, this is like tight everywhere, yeah. not just the gut, not just in the parts where I'm a little big. It's just it's just too big. It's, it's tough. So. Sometimes, well, a lot of times now I'll buy if it's a shirt like especially that I want to wear, you know, like a cool shirt. I sometimes I'll just buy it a size up from me, mm-hmm. knowing that I'll either. <laughs> If I gain weight, I'll be okay wearing it, or I can at least wear wear it like around the house, or yeah. just like whatever, and feel like comfortable. And I, I've got it, I, it sucks. I've got shirts that I'm just like I'm just not ever gonna fit into this again because yeah. I, it was like a small, small when I bought yeah. it. And uh, the key to that is like you can turn them into pillows. You just cut the sleeves off, and then you just sew the rest oh. of the shirt together, and you turn it into a pillow. And it's like that's that's a neat idea. That's what I want to do. My mom did that with one of my pillow uh, shirts when I was a kid. I had a SpongeBob shirt I really liked, and I've got like I've got a, an old Queens of the Stone Age shirt, and I've got a Church's shirt that, like, I every time I put them on, I'm like, these are just not ever gonna fit mm-hmm. again. So, that's a neat idea. Never thought of that. Yeah, it's cool. cool. Well, there you have it, folks. You can turn your old shirts into pillows. Yeah, if you're too big for your old Strange Films shirt, you can turn it into a Strange Films pillow. Yeah, yeah. Have nightmares. Stay strange. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Is there anything else? I think we're at the end of the show. Man, we're about to have a huge fucking week next week. Sure are. Yeah. We got old Ginger Lynn coming in. We got oh the boy. whole Philly crew coming in. White oh Ladder Jones boy. flying in, dude. We're about to... Oh, man, I'm so stressed and nervous. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. So we will... Uh, yeah, we'll talk. I'm sure we'll do another pod before all that starts, but um, just everyone get ready. We're about to uh, rock and roll. So, uh, with that said, Strange Film Studios, check us out. Um, gifted, getting ready to shoot. It would be nice podcast. Instagram, it would be nice. Would be nice pod on Twitter. Yeah, there it is. Cool. And uh, check us out. I'm August. Uh, Wishlist Phantom Fury on Steam. Yeah. And I'm John. Uh, uh, we're trying to get some new artwork going. We are. Yeah. We are. We got someone working on it right now. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Hope you guys have a good day. Later. Bye. Bye.